Common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. You gotta think for the dishes and close all Six minutes now, past the hour. Paul Thorne brings us back. From the Rick and Bubba Broadcast Plaza and Teleport, it's a brand new hour, Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here today. Ash Brown Hero takes your phone calls. All ten lines are full. Uh, we'll explain that momentarily. Welcome back for a brand new hour. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you. And welcome in to Rick and Bubba. All right, let's go to the question was asked as we went to the break. If you're joining us for the first time this hour, California has uh, got a new bill they're about uh, they're working on to make consumption of roadkill uh, legal. Uh, of course, you got to have a permit. Uh, and uh, we asked the question: Have you ever eaten roadkill? Uh, we have Lynn in Clark County now. I don't know the truth of this, but I just know what our call screener, Hash Brown Hero, has typed in the subject line, has eaten lots of roadkill, is what it says. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Lynn, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. So so tell me about your consumption of roadkill. Well, I, I'm the slightly more country, backwoods version of Rick and Bubba. Yeah. I was born in 1964, drive a truck, but... I don't live. I ain't like Speedy. I don't live where I can see my neighbors dressing next door through the window. You know, we live <laughs> right. out in the woods. Right. But uh, I, I have never now went and just found something on the road dead and, and got it. But if I hit it myself, yes, I'm not gonna waste it. We go home and cook it and eat it. Well, it's all according to how fast you're going when you hit it. Now it may not be any good. Understood. But you give it a shot. If you hit an yeah. animal, you give you you go to see. If there's enough left for consumption, and if there is, you eat it. Oh, that's no problem. I don't know very many people that don't do that. <laughs> Lynn, what? Y'all live too close to the city up there. Y'all yeah. can branch out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we you know, the, they don't just take one hit here. They get pancakes. Right. You know, yeah. it's, and, and then yeah. you have to dodge cars if you're going to go out there and eat. So. Yeah. So, uh, that's so, true. Now, here, we can run over one, and we got time to check it out and load it up for and may not anybody may not come along for an hour or two. You know, we don't have the problems y'all got with traffic. Lynn, what 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 is uh, far as a menu? What give us a rundown? What oh. what would you see more often? Well, it, it is normally mostly deer, but I have ate rabbit, squirrel, anything. If I if it don't if the tire don't get it, you know, just right. hit it. Will you but, uh, will you eat a possum? I have never ate possum. I eat coon, but I've never ate a possum. And uh, but I don't eat a lot of coons, but I have ate it. My mom can cook. My mom is 84, was raised in the Alabama River Swamp, was the oldest girl of 14 kids. She learned to cook most anything and cook it good. I bet she can. What does a raccoon taste like? I mean, we probably ate it back in the Larry Mark uh, mystery meat days. I just don't remember it. Do do you? I bet we did. 
Well, the way my mom cooks it, it's got sweet potatoes and bacon on top of it. Mm-hmm. And as you know, bacon grease makes anything taste good. Yeah, you're right. Well, I've heard possum prepared that way, not with the bacon, but with the sweet potatoes, but never heard raccoon. But, uh, but, yeah. but yeah, well, thanks a lot, Lynn. So Lynn says, yeah, he said if he hits it, they get it and they eat it. If doesn't, it he doesn't know many people that don't. No. Not where he lives. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. All right, we, we continue. Uh, does everybody name Lynn? Eat roadkill. <laughs> there, there's another. Here, there, there's, Good a, night. there's another Lynn here. Lynn, go ahead. Roadkill Lynn. All right, I'll do that thing. Yeah, I'm just a little bit south of Clark County. I'm from Washington County, next county south, and the county that uh, had the first capital of Alabama, St. Stephens. By the way, did not anyway, know that. Mm-hmm. And uh, happy birthday, Alabama. Uh, we. Uh, uh, I've eaten uh, roadkill myself that I killed on my way to work in Melvin, Alabama, up there in Choctaw County. Uh, that and the uh, rabbit just happened. Uh, it was one of them big cane cutters. Was in oh the road, yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, and I. I timed it where I hit his head and didn't mess up, but just a little bit of one of the shoulders took it into work in the parking lot, got a fella to hold a flashlight while I skinned and got him out and called up my darling, and she come, picked him up, and took him back home, cooked him up, and uh, brought him back for rabbit stew for lunch. Uh, Larry and rabbit's Dad, good. And rabbit's good. Before rabbit. that, Larry and Daddy was coming back from Chatham. Yeah. And uh, with Dad uh, to be in Mother's car, and Daddy hit a young deer and stopped and told Larry to get out and go put him in the truck. And Larry said, well, Daddy, what if the deputy drives up? Well, that'd be good. He can stop and direct traffic for us. Daddy <laughs> put him in the truck, up drives the deputy, turned on his blue lights. And he said, what are you doing? And Larry said, I'm putting this deer in the truck. And Daddy got out and said, are you going to stand down or direct traffic for us? And he got back, pulled his car in the middle of the road, and so wouldn't anybody hit him. They got in the car and left. Nothing ever became of it. Uh, Was that Daddy and Larry? Yeah, Yeah, Larry and Daddy showed up. About up Maynard's full by Ned? (laughs) That's down from Chatham, though, right? It's nine of us, and... uh, we're all the way from Shirley to my little bitty baby brother Kenny's only uh, sixty as of Sunday. Well, you tell Kenny we said hello. Yeah. Happy birthday! I uh, sure will. Thank you, brother. That's awesome. I got him. Fine, and y'all keep up the good work. I especially like how y'all let people know that Jesus is the Lord. Ain't nothing else Absolutely. gonna matter, is it? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank I you, wish we could right. get him to come to the studio mm-hmm. about once a week. Uh-huh. I love him. Yeah. I wish I could sit in a rocking chair on his porch mm-hmm. and let's just talk. I'd like to hear him read my dad's poem. Greg, oh, yeah. Greg, don't forget that Larry and Daddy showed it. They came down just from Chapman. <laughs> you know, down there around Choctaw County. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. That was so real. Greg used to be the capital yeah, of Alabama. That's, that's, look, Happy that's, birthday, that's Alabama. my family. What are you talking about? What y'all are hearing is is what this is reminding us of of, of how it used to be, and it, and it and it really I, it really I promise you these people are not as stressed out as some of the rest of you idiots. Amen. Amen. Direct traffic, <laughs> help out a little bit. You're gonna stand there, <laughs> and then the deputy went and directed traffic. That's what I like. You know why? He wanted some of it. Probably said yes, sir. Um, he might got a hind quarter out of baby it. Baby brother Kenny <laughs> turned 60 this week. Well, you know, and Shirley is in between s- him and Kenny. That's right. Uh, <laughs> on, on Sunday. We, we continue. That's funny. Uh, let's, uh, there was a policeman that was going to talk about. There we go. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Greg. And we got a Greg here. Greg, go ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, okay. It's kind of a double-sided story because it started out with a grandmother calling. She's locked in the bathroom, and they've taken her wheelchair and won't let her out. <laughs> so you, you responded to this call? You responded to that? Yeah, yeah we responded to the call. Uh, now, was it from the grandmother and, or the people locking her in there? No, it was from the grandmother. She's in the bathroom and can't get out. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. And, 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 and you can only guess this is a trailer park. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Probably. So, uh, anyway, when we get there, we're on the front porch talking to the son who has taken grandmother's wheelchair, which is on the front porch. Right. And uh, we're looking, and there's a barbecue grill on the front porch, and there's a possum laying there mm. on the shelf of the barbecue grill understood uh and i'm you know i'm more fixated on the possum on the grill than yeah yeah and the call other than you know grandma needs her wheelchair to get out of the bathroom mm-hmm. right right and uh as the story goes you know we're getting grandmother we're, the 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 son not the father but the son the 17 year old son comes out to go to school and we convince him to take the wheelchair back to grandma to get her out of the bathroom but in the conversation we have to ask about the possum. Of course. Uh, the father had went out to get the paper on the edge of the street and found the possum, which had been hit that morning, and decided he was going to cook it. My, my. Yeah, roadkill. Yeah, was it was it, was it it cleaned and ready or just laying there ready to be cleaned? No, to put just, on? just laying there. I have pictures of it still Oh boy. Uh, wow. on the grill. Before you let Greg so go. The, Greg, I got to yeah, ask so a question. We, did they tell did they tell you why they locked grandmother and the grandma in the Yeah, was we need a little more information. Did they just forget that? about her or did they need the chair to sit down on the porch and, and, and talk about the possum? You know, I, I never found out why. Oh, wow. They, they were arguing, and he oh. just was tired of her and left her in the bathroom, took her wheelchair so she couldn't get out. Okay. okay. Well, there, listen there, that there we go. Yeah. Yeah. He basically put her in time out. He, he did. did. He did. He did. Ah, yeah. I chew it over what I'll do. Wow. 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 Wow, guys. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of people wondering why we make such a big deal about it. <laughs> if, if it's fresh, it, it's food. We'll be back. More of the Rick and Bubba show coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba. 21 minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba show. We're back. 866. We be big as our number. I can't start another. Okay. So, um, didn't know Roadkill would. would yeah. st- would garner so many calls. Here's, wow. here's a text uh, from uh, a pastor uh, <laughs> that I know, and he says this. I was driving up Highway 29. I see a, a bunch of cars pulled over on the side of the road. Since I was a pastor, I pulled over to see if someone was hurt and if I could help. It turned out to be a 16-year-old girl who had run over an eight-point buck. Since it was her first buck, everybody was taking her picture with it. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> count as your first buck. <laughs> that, that everybody was getting a picture. What? Hey, that's a costly one too. If you get it with a car, yeah, yeah. that uh-huh. take a headlight out and all that. <laughs> ah, that's good. good. The mail lady hit one not far from my house a couple years ago. That was a wall hanger. Oh, I yeah. mean, a, a yeah. good one. But we've got one that lives lives on lives on the crest, and and he is a big one. And last year it was so funny. Sherry called me. She said it was during the rut, of course. 
which he had a new he had a new game plan yeah, then. Yep. And it was like two in the afternoon, and he oh, was running all. up and down Indian Crest chasing does. And Sherry Cox <laughs> said, "This thing is jumped over the front of my car and <laughs> is chasing does all over the neighborhood." Uh, and hey, it's a big one too. I showed you a picture of him. He's big. <clears throat> so I have all the roadkill you could ever want over here. <laughs> is that it's amazing, amazing to me? Yeah, on, on, in, in this bank. Or we could move on to something else. Well, but, these uh, stories are amazing. Um, you know, do you do you want to talk to Nancy who ate squirrel for Christmas brunch? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. out, of, out of Illinois. Nancy, t- what happened? Tell me, tell me this story. Yeah, so um, I was raised in the hills of Arkansas, yeah. and that was our Christmas brunch. Every Christmas brunch, we had squirrel, scrambled eggs and gravy, and mm. cathead biscuits. That was our brunch. Mm-hmm. So wow. then I moved up here to Illinois with my husband, and nobody hunts squirrel and so we live in this little town and it's coming christmas and my mama and my daddy are coming for christmas and my husband is starting to kind of sweat like "Uh uh-oh in-laws coming no squirrel don't have squirrel yeah get your bb gun get out there and get you yep (laughs) so he decides that he'll drive up and down the streets and when he sees someone hit a squirrel He'll just jump out, grab it, throw it in the trunk, and off he goes. <laughs> Sound like a plan. So, yeah, but squirrels, usually that's usually a kind of a damaging process with a squirrel. I'd go well, with a BB really gun. Like, Take one out that's yeah. fresh. Hey, no guns. No guns yeah. up here. No so, guns? No, a BB gun. Right. You can have a BB gun, can't you? Uh, yeah, not in town. But usually what happens is they run under the car, and then they start that little jumping thing, mm-hmm. and they hit their head, yeah. and no, it's that all knocks over. Them out. Yeah, <laughs> it knocked him out. So anyway, so needless to say, my mama and my daddy came up and we had squirrel. Mm. So, so yeah, he made it happen. Roadkill. He made it happen. Y'all ate a little roadkill. He did. It you was know, fresh. Actually, I was. Yeah, and so I know you were talking about veterinarians. I'm a veterinarian, and I was I was trying to start a practice in this small town, and I'm like, man, honey, don't don't let nobody see you. Driving around, mm-hmm. picking up dead no. things on the road. <laughs> <laughs> that might endear him to those people. Yeah. You don't ever know. No, no, that's that vet's got something look, weird. Going look, on. I tell you one thing: the guy who called, yeah. the guy who called earlier, our lens that called. Uh-huh. If you went out there to get a roadkill where they are, somebody may already beat you to it. Yeah, Nancy, yeah. I, and I've told this story before. That was great, but I, you know that's not all that odd because my aunt, she used to most of the year she would keep a Tupperware bowl in the refrigerator that would have barbecue rabbit meat in it. You'd go get it, you'd warm it up in the microwave, you'd put it on a bun, you'd eat a sandwich, and it was great. But now she didn't get it out of the road. Uh, you know, they had oh. a pretty good supply of them. <laughs> so I, maybe? No, no, I, they had they had ways of getting them. Yeah, but, uh, yeah we hunted rabbits. That's all I knew. We I mean, hunted, they they yeah. would they'd shoot a squirrel in a minute. Oh, they didn't yeah. think anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We hunted rabbits and squirrels more than we hunted deer when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Because deer was so, there weren't any. Right. I mean, yeah, had, to yeah. try to get a kid to go sit in the middle of the woods and see nothing <laughs> was was not all but that intriguing. You give us a pack of beagles, <laughs> we'll we'll stack them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had I've had a family member. I know I know with a BB gun, he shot probably close to eighty squirrels. Oh, me too. I used to just wipe them out. And there, you know, that's that's pretty effective because it's not loud and it doesn't do a lot oh, yeah. of damage. When, when I was a kid, I would go out into the wooded area behind our house and I would slay squirrels, birds. I mean, just I, I would come back. You, you would have thought that, that that I was the greatest hunter of all time. <laughs> I killed everything I could kill with it. Yeah, and and, and it was a blast. No pun intended. We continue. Uh, <laughs> Squirrels are good eating. Yeah, they are. Mm. It's not a lot of meat, but it's, uh, I, I you got to have a bunch of them to make you. Uh, I have eaten, but I don't think I would now. 
Greg, I'm telling you, if you ate uh, one of Aunt Bessie's barbecue sandwiches, yeah. you would not know the difference. Well, you're right about not that. Not know right. the difference. Of course, that's, I tell you, rabbit I thought was better than squirrel, but I take either one of them fine. I like rabbit better. Yeah. But, uh, well, there's a little more to it. Yeah. It's that when you get shot in your mouth. That's right. Mm. Dad, Dad would, for some reason, mom would not cook wild game, so Dad had to cook all that. Yeah, mom yeah. didn't want nothing to do it. And we, we ate, he would do the rabbit where he, he, he pan fried it and would do gravy with it. And yeah. remember, remember that, and that was really. That and our was, grandmother would like barbecue sauce. It, yeah, that? yeah, and she did more yeah. probably like your aunt Bessie did. Yeah, uh, we good. can we continue eight six six. We be big. Uh, let's go to uh, John and Clanton. John, welcome <laughs> to Rick and Bubba. My go ahead. Like other parts of it. Yeah, oh, sure. yeah. I got a couple of stories. Uh, one, my dad worked for the state at night and would come home about six o'clock, and several times he would run over a rabbit on the way home. And uh, he would stop and pick it up, and we would have that for breakfast. You see, that's a good day. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah that's fresh. Yeah, that's good. I'm at, oh, hey. yeah, so. and, and another story, uh, I was in a company truck, and I hit a big deer on the way to work. And I really messed up my truck pretty bad. Sure, and, uh, yeah. Called call my boss, and he said, send pictures. And I sent the pictures, and he called me back and said, I want the pictures of the truck, not the buck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, well, no, the I don't want to see the deer. <laughs> uh, look Ma- at this. Matt, yeah. Matt in Florida. Matt, go ahead. Hey, uh, I had a, well, I've got a brother-in-law lives in Texas, and uh, he called me up one morning, and he was all excited. He's like, I got a pig this morning. And uh, it really is like, yeah. He said, I ran over it with my truck he said I, I lined it up just perfect for that differential and hit it in the head and i was like yeah yeah right you know and uh but anyways he did kill the pig they took it to get it processed turned it into sausage my mother-in-law ends up cooking some of it and taking it to one of their church potlucks oh yeah she put a sign on it that said roadkill and uh i guess one of the other ladies asked her if that was really you know that's not really real good. Oh, yeah, my son hit that big with his truck. <laughs> well, that, that, <laughs> Nobody touched it. <laughs> oh, that brings a little spice to dinner on the ground. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, dinner on the ground. Somebody mm. brought a pig to hit out mm-hmm. in the road. Are y'all shocked at the number of people that eat road kids? Yeah. yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Rick, I think people are depending on it to eat. Yeah. Do you think I'm if gonna, we just – I'm going to have to push it up the list of – Things that drive big phone calls. I, I mean, I agree. right? Yeah. Do you think if we renamed Roadkill that it would it would just make us feel better? It's just something about saying Roadkill. Oh, it, of course. It just eating oh, right. that. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. Like give it another name and it doesn't transportation sound harvest. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. Oh, like yeah, yeah there like you that. go. How about I don't even really like food I found. <laughs> <laughs> no. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. 35 minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, 866. We be big, our number. Thanks for being with us. Excited about partnering with our new sponsor, faithbox.com. Uh, you know, I know that um, there's so much e commerce that's going on, but, but now uh, you, you can actually have a faith box come to your home, however you set your subscription up. Uh, Rick, what's in a faith box? Well, the, all, all different things that help you grow uh, as a follower of Christ. If you are a, a Christian and uh, for any amount of time, uh, you know, obviously uh, we, we all are looking for resources or things like devotionals and, and books and things we can study. We want also, what are some things I could be doing 
with my faith, some of these things I've been called to. Well, there'll be information in there about different ministries and organizations that you might want to help and update update you on what's going on, things you can pray about. Uh, they usually have a theme, you know. So let's say you know they, there might be one that has to do with anxiety and what the Bible has to say about that, and some devotions to help about with that. And then you might have a book in there from a famous author that uh, maybe their latest book. You didn't have to buy it because you have the Faith Box subscription, and, and Faith Box went ahead and bought those for all their members and sent that to you. And also, let me tell you, when you're thinking about the up, and look, Christmas is here. Christmas is here. I mean, it, it, it is just around the corner. And, you know, you may be thinking to yourself, I don't know what I'm going to do for somebody for Christmas. And all of a sudden you hear me talking about this. You're like, there it is. I'm going to get them a subscription to Faithbox. They would love that. That is a perfect gift for them. If you'd like to find out more about this, uh, you can simply go to their website, and then you can really see all the details. Faithbox.com. Faithbox.com. Uh, we're, we're living in a world where everything is vying for our attention. Uh, it, it is a hectic, hectic world. And this is a nice place to have that time of devotion and, and reflection and uh, and just spending time with the Lord. So and it kind of sets it up so you always got new stuff coming in. Faithbox.com or rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. A couple of stories today, and it looks like it all comes out of the political rant. Political updates. A political talk today. I've got too much. We start off, uh, Representative uh, Elijah E. Cummings is dead at 68. Yes, he passed away. Uh, he had not been in real good physical health, it doesn't look like. Uh, he is a member of the House. He's on the uh, Oversight Committee and uh, also a leading voice of the Congressional Black Caucus. Uh, he's played a key role so far in the impeachment inquiry into President Donald Trump. Uh you know, hate that for him and his family. Uh, didn't know him personally, obviously. Uh, not a fan of his politics, but, um, you know, still you, you want to be respectful uh, for him and of his course, family during course, this time. Of course. So uh, he, uh, he they said he had not uh, been to roll call since September 11th. So, his, as you said, his health was declining. 68, though, that used to, that used no, no, to sound that's, like— That's a young man in my book. Yeah, man. at one time that sounded like we say, well, he, yeah. he lived a good life. 68 feels awful young right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so, he, uh, he is uh, you know, kind of what I would call the American dream. I know he was son, a son of sharecroppers and you know, rose all the way to the ability to serve in Congress. So you know, that, that opportunity is still out there. I think that's a, a success story in that aspect of it. So anyway, uh, so that'll be a uh, representative role for Maryland that'll have to be filled. Yep. So uh, so he, he then we get into all sorts of Trump. Vote so Trump. Man, we, we, yeah, baby, we got we got all the Trump you stand. Thank you, little P. Uh, so uh, mm, that just doesn't get old, does it? Mm-hmm. Yesterday, you know, anytime I look up, and even if, and I remember I didn't have the sound on, and I looked up and I saw on the television. Anytime I see Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer out at a podium outside somewhere near the White House, you know, 
lamenting and crying, you know, without even hearing the story, I know Trump's been mean to me. <laughs> you know, they, they, they've well, stormed, they stormed out of a meeting right, and Trump's, been, Trump's been mean. I, I started to say this is about the third or fourth time right. they've gone to the White House for a meeting and they've come out just all tore up wanting to have a press conference about how mean Donald was to him. Right. You know, I don't know. It's crazy. It, maybe it's me. I think I'd quit going up there. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't. Just call me on the phone. Yeah, so so we had um, so they went up to talk about the Syrian withdrawal, mm-hmm. which has not been especially positive with many of the people on Capitol Hill, even some Republicans, no doubt. Yeah, and um, but Nancy came out and she said what we witnessed on the part of the president was a meltdown. She said uh, she went on later to say I pray for the president all the time and I tell him that I pray for his safety and that of his family. Now we have to pray for his health. Because this was a very serious meltdown on the part of the president. Of course, he, President Trump's gone the other way, and we now have a new nickname uh, for 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 Nancy Pelosi: Nervous Nancy. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Nervous Nancy's unhinged meltdown. She said it. He said it's her that meltdown. Mm-hmm. That now this down. picture. Put that picture back up, just a second, Adler. Yeah. What was strange about this? Almost immediately after the meeting. Um, right there where she's standing up and it looks like she's pointing her finger at mm-hmm. the president across mm-hmm. the table. She changed that as her profile picture on her social media stuff. Right, I see that. Mere minutes after the meeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Seems a little, yeah. Uh, she's going to go out and say, look at me taking on the president. Well, yeah. did you just go up there for a photo op? Was that mm-hmm. what this was all Pretty about? Much. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that you, you wanted to get bullied by the big bad bully so you could say, I stand up to him, and I'm – I mean, that that's, seems strange to me, really. Now, look, I expect them not to agree on a lot of stuff. Got that. They don't even, I don't think any of them really like each other. Got that. That's the way a democracy works. Um, but I don't know. That, that looks very strange to me. So I, I got the picture that I needed so I can go out and – that's yeah. me. See, Trump has put the same put the picture up as you said to show that she was the one that was unhinged right. and called her nervous Nancy. She takes that picture, meaning what? I'm not ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. And now I get to go out to all my constituents and those that don't like Trump say, "Look mm-hmm. at me up there taking him yep. out." Now the Democrats got so mad during the meeting they actually walked out. Yeah. Correct. And Trump reportedly told them on the way out, "See you at the polls." Yes, that was his parting shot. Correct. Yep. There's Chucky Schumer. And uh, at one point, they the Democrats claim he called uh, Nancy Pelosi a third-rate politician. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. He had several comments yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, then you do you get- remember? Do you remember when? And I wasn't in this meeting. I don't know. But you know, they're com- they're out saying that that he was unhinged, and and then everybody else in the room was like, "Well, no, they're the ones that were unhinged." And blew up and walked out. Remember when AOC went down to the border and she claimed everybody was attacking her yeah. verbally and then it all came out that she, she was the one coming in raising cane. Yeah. I just wonder And she was faking pictures by the fence right, by right. herself. Yeah, it just seems it <laughs> yeah. seems a little bit like, you know, they they they're coming out trying to say he was doing one thing and he might have been. Well, I wasn't in there. Well, I don't know. Well, but, let's go back to this. There are some there are no sometimes if, you if never I, know. If if I oppose somebody and somebody says to me this is what I think is right, and I say, well, I just totally disagree with that, and you keep pressing me on it, and I stand firmer on what I think is right, you might leave my office saying, I tell you, Bird just got kind of agitated with mm-hmm. us. Yeah, I, yeah, I probably did yeah. if, you, if, you, if you were talking about something I totally disagree with or mm-hmm. something I didn't think was right or I thought you'd said something you shouldn't have said or you don't have this right. 
you know, to me, unhinged is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. It could be that Donald Trump saw her as unhinged and she saw him as unhinged. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, but I'll give you, let me give you some, this is what I was really looking for. It's a little fun from Trump because yeah. his tweets own me. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi needs help fast. There's either something wrong with her upstairs or she just plain doesn't like our great country. She had a total meltdown in the White House today. It was very sad to watch. Pray for her. She's a very sick person. That's from the president. Uh-uh. Rick, so, now they're both praying for each other. Hey, look, Did you say that? She said the same Yeah, they're out oh, praying a each lot other. of praying going well, on Well, I'm there. just glad to see them praying. Yep. Not sure either one of their prayers go very far, but I mean, you know what? <laughs> You'd like to see I, them throw it up sure. there. Rick, throw, she loves the word. Throw, throw, throw them up she there. She loves anyway. the word. Greg, our president word. just said about uh, Nancy Pelosi, there's something wrong with her upstairs. Is that what he said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then he said the do, the do nothing Democrats, Pelosi and do Schumer, Pelosi and, and, and Schumer storm out of the cabinet room. Nervous Nancy. Right. Then he then Brian Babin of Texas said this president is the most patriotic president I've seen in many years. He's going to do what is good for Americans. And of course, Donald Trump retweeted that and said, "Thank you, Brian." Sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, I, I love this it's one. Wrong with her. You talking about intelligent Brian? Rick, I yeah. love this one right here. You mean Brian, you mean Brian the genius? <laughs> uh, Trump? Do they like me? They don't. They don't like Trump, and he doesn't like them. You know. But hey, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with y'all. I know there's certain things they need to do. You know, I guess it's appropriate in their positions. But see, I would have a hard time. I would have a hard, hard time. Sitting down, and the only way I see there's certain people like right now in my life, I'm not going to meet with them unless I get the word we're going to talk about something that's changed. Yeah, you know, yeah. hey, I, I have changed my view on this. I would like to to say, yeah, hey, that was probably not the way to go. If all we're going to do is keep meeting and disagreeing about the exact same thing, I am it's why not meet? productive. I'll meet. I'll meet again when when somebody's got something new. If there's nothing new, then let's please don't squander a lunch on. Would you love to have been sitting in <laughs> yeah. sitting in that That's room, a good line, watching that? Yes. Now, Speedy, that would fall under secondhand embarrassment. Would you struggle, Speedy? You, could you yeah, not? I would. I would have loved it. I would. Yeah, I, would I would struggle. Care. I saw Speedy getting a little bit of trouble yesterday. He, he almost he almost got in the fetal position over in the corner. Oh really? Yeah. Got him. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It, I remember. Yeah. 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 I watched his body. His body started moving away. I saw it happen. I had to apologize to Adler. Yeah. Yeah, you nearly ran over him trying to hide. I did. <laughs> so there it is. Uh Pelosi says Donald Trump is unhinged and needs our prayers. Trump says Nancy's unhinged has something wrong upstairs, is sick, and please pray for her. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Nine minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number as we make our way back. All right, so uh, some celebrity news here. Well, with big dark fingers, we got golden fingers. And we love everywhere we go. Now sounds like us. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth. At $10,000 a show, that's right. We take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills. But the thrill we never know is the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Stone. Wanna see my picture on the cover? Stone. Wanna buy five copies for my mother? Yeah. I wanna see my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Thomas Rhett is in the news today, and it is interesting to speak to our society that uh, somebody in the entertainment business receiving an award and praying is a story. 
I mean, it's kind of like, hey, man, you won't believe this? Somebody prayed. Uh, so, but uh, it was. Uh, it's a cool story, though. And it, and I, since we get so much bad news, it's kind of good to have a good good story. You got a lot of email about this. I have not seen the clip. I, I'm, I'm we I have not it. seen it. We so. have it, but it looks like uh, that uh, Wednesday night, which uh, was last night uh, on the 16th, uh, Nashville uh, at, at the Symphony Center that I can't pronounce. Uh, Thomas Rhett was uh, presented with the 2019 CMT Artist of the Year Award. Uh, and uh, when he received the award, he got up and gave a speech mm-hmm. uh, that we have. And so we'll just let Thomas Rhett speak for himself. Uh, and uh, Adler has this. So here, here's how it went. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much, CMT, for, uh, for such an amazing honor. Um, I don't know about you, but, but sitting in that seat over there watching the whole night, I was telling Ashley that I cried once during her bit. And uh, uh, Kane's speech, man... I don't, I don't even know if Kane's here anymore, but I just want to lift up Kane and his family. And I want to lift up his drummer and their family. Um, I don't know if this is very conventional, but can I just pray really fast? Is that okay with everybody? Uh, Father God, we love you so much. Um, loss is something that we can't comprehend. And so right now I pray that you would be with Kane and his family and his drummer Kenny and his family, and uh, bring them peace that only you know how to bring somebody. And uh, thank you for this night. God bless country music. We love you, Jesus. Uh, and, in, and in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you all so much. Appreciate it. So, so there you go. Yeah, or somebody's being loud in the background. <laughs> well, yes. And so t- tell us what, what, what was going on here. Uh, apparently... Um, uh, Cade Brown, Kane. Um, Kane Brown, I should say, his drummer recently uh, died in a car accident, okay. and okay. and so it was kind of an emotional night for, as you can imagine, sure. Um, uh, Cade Brown and uh, Kane Brown, I should say, and his band and all that. So that that's what he was referring to. Okay, yeah. So that's uh, that that really was a, a very cool moment and and refreshing, and um, and and hopefully the, we won't have the what's the bunch. Up is it there in Wisconsin? Where are they from? Maryland? Yeah, freedom. Where they, the freedom? Religion, uh, the freedom group, for religion yeah, folks gonna come down yeah. and say nobody to CMT should have been exposed to a prayer. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, is, is that is, surely that's not gonna happen, Rick? Mm. They, they protest everything. How about this? You know what? I just said surely that's not gonna happen, and I'm sorry for saying that. <laughs> yeah, because, Rick. Because oh, I know, Rick. what kind of world are we living in? Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but, but you know what? Refreshing, yeah. refreshing, and and uh, commendable. Did a good job. Yeah, it, it was great. That's that's a tough environment to pull that off. Now here comes Eddie Van Adler mm-hmm. with an update. Speaking of the Freedom From Religion Foundation, during the Democratic debate on CNN, yeah. I guess it was two nights ago. Did you watch that just because you, you, you're? it's like getting in a mudder? You just want to see if you can make it? I, <laughs> I watched a considerable amount of it. Uh, that's good. Uh, and the train wreck that was Joe Biden was oh my well, pretty amazing. Guys, yeah. he can't do it, but go ahead. During one of the commercial breaks, the Freedom From Religion Foundation had a commercial in there. you got to be kidding. And the president, guys, i got to try to find this video. The president of it ends the commercial with, I'm blah, blah, blah. I, I'm, uh, you know, this is just a, a loose quote here, but he goes, I'm blah, blah, blah from the Freedom From Religion Foundation, and I'm not afraid of burning in hell. 
That's how the he commercial did not ends. Say that. Go That's find how it. the commercial ends, guys. Did he sound feminine? Right? All right, I'm gonna find it. Really I'll find it. Go find it now. They're, they're you talking about blah blah blah? Yeah, yeah, I get it. They're not some people that think that you know the government should be independent of these forces. Yeah, they're 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 anti-believers. So, That's the bottom line. I mean, yeah. they're not they're they not libertarians. What I'm trying to yeah. say. Well, and when you when you think about it, it you know, and it, we always laugh about this kind of stuff because you know, we as human beings. Whether we believe in God or not, we keep acting like that we really do. And, and so here is, because there's something innate in us that probably is. Yeah, we got proof, a hole there that needs filling. But, but the here is this person saying that they're not afraid of hell. And really, if you look at Scripture, the person must, could have said, I'm blah, 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 hmm. the president of the Freedom From Religion bunch, and I'm a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. the Bible says that person has, has no no wisdom. No, 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 no thought of anything other than just being complete fool. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you if you don't fear that and you don't fear God, then then you're not very wise. You're just really screaming. Ah, I, I have no wisdom. Mm-hmm. I have no wisdom. <laughs> and uh, and so we'll. Uh, I just want to say, well, thank you for clarifying who you really are. Yeah. You, you really, you're really just a bunch of angry agnostics and atheists, and you want to you want to run everybody else down. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we go. Here it is. Hi, I'm Ron Reagan, an unabashed I'm atheist, oh, it was and I'm alarmed by Ron. the intrusions yeah. of religion into our secular government. That's why I'm asking you to support the Freedom from Religion Foundation, the nation's largest and most effective association of atheists and agnostics working to keep state and church separate, just like our founding fathers intended. Please support the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Ron Reagan, lifelong atheist, not afraid of burning in hell. Yeah, I'm sure your dad would be proud of that. I yeah, bags I mean, under his eyes. My mm, gosh. Mm. Looks like he's been in a fight. Mm. Yeah. He is fighting. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, fighting. Night. I'm sorry, Bob. I yeah. wow. didn't realize no, it was going to be him. Look, he's, he's had two kids that were crazy. Sure. So. It's a... Uh, it was, I didn't know he was the now spokesperson. Yeah, for I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah when you said the president, I don't know you're talking about Ron Reagan. Yeah, right. That's a, I'm sorry. Well, you, you have d- that face right now, Bob. I'm sorry. Well, well, I, I feel I feel pity is what I feel for him, really. Yes, yeah, Ab- no, one hundred percent, seriously, because that uh, that that there is a a horrifying uh oh moment coming for Ron if he doesn't if he does and he might, maybe he will change his ways before he. Mm. I think God loves him enough to give him his best shot. Wow. He's giving but, him another day every day. As uh, as C.S. Lewis said, Ron will have to crawl across the cross to throw himself into that hell that he's not afraid of. Yep. Because God sure has tried to deliver him from it. Yeah. Top of the hour. If you're leaving us, uh, we hope you have a great day. If you got more of the Rick and Bubba show, we'll be back. Chad Hennings, uh, NFL great, will be with us. Also served our country well in, in the Air Force. And we'll be talking about a giant event that's coming to Dallas next summer. And we'll tell you about that next. Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba.
Six and a half minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us. Uh, 25 years. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, and Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, Team Rick and Bubba, all ready to go. Rick and Bubba intern at Rick and Bubba University. Hash Brown hero. Earning his degree in common sense. Common sense now deemed a superpower. Welcome back for a brand new hour. There's Bill Bubba Bussett. Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. Well, excited. Uh, Chad Hennings is going to join us. I've been a fan of Chad's uh, for a long time, and uh, obviously uh, Chad uh, has got quite the resume. Uh, He has served our country in the Air Force, uh, played for the Air Force Academy, and uh, when he finished serving our country, uh, he went into the reserves and went to play for the Dallas Cowboys, where he was part of the three Super Bowl teams that won uh, Super Bowls three times out of four years. Uh, and, of course, he won the Outland Trophy as the best uh, uh, lineman in our country uh, when he played at, at the Air Force Academy and, uh, of course, has, uh, just has an incredible story and has, uh, is serving, uh, you know, again, in, in a role that we've talked about a lot on this program, and that is, if you remember, the, the Promise Keepers era, uh, these incredible events, Promise Keepers, is coming back next summer. Chad Hennings will be is part of that and will be speaking and joins us now. So, Chad, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you? Guys, it is awesome to be on with you, and I'm feeling right at home. I've listened to the promo with the Butcher Box before you're advertising red meat, oh, yeah. God country, firearms. <laughs> this yeah. is what a heck of a way to wake up. <laughs> yep. Yep. You'd, you'd fit in nice here, Chad. <laughs> Amen. You know what I was, I was looking over, you know, going back, because uh, we're, we're about the same age. I was born in 64, and, uh, you know, of course, your, your situation was a little different since you played for one of our uh, military academies. Uh, you were delayed going into the the NFL, so you ended up being a 26 year old rookie uh, when you you went with the Cowboys. But at, at that time, though, uh, after the Persian Gulf, and and thank you for your service to yeah, our country. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, and I looked. How did they figure out? You, there were certain things that you could not do because you were six foot six, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had to receive waivers for my height and weight to even be able to fly. They had to go back and actually check the design specifications of the ejection seats, particularly the trainers, the T-37 aircraft, to see if I'd clear the tail if I ever had to punch out. <laughs> so, you know, that's a heck of a way to have that idea in the back of your mind that you can't bail out. And if you do bail out, you got to make sure you roll the plane inverted, then pull the ejection handles to allow that extra G of the Earth's gravitational force to pull you out of the plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we, you we, don't want that ejection seat to kind of be moving slower than it should when the tail comes flying by. That morning enema. You know, yeah. just, I'm, picturing, I'm picturing the recruiter going, you just said you wanted to be a pilot. Mm-hmm. Have you ever looked in the mirror? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm a little bit of an anomaly to that, but I tell you, I had more fun, and it was a blast. And, and I've been asked that question many times, would you rather go back and play football or go fly jets? And at this point in my life, I'd go fly jets in a heartbeat. Yeah. So do you do you still fly any? No, I don't. It's one of those things that, like golf, you got to remain competent and yeah. Competitive, you got to do it frequently, and I just, I just unfortunately don't have the bandwidth. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the same. I've, I've been asked many times why I never took up golf. I said because I don't have the time to be good at it, and I just, don't, I just don't have a desire to be angry 
for three or four hours during an afternoon. Well, Chad, yeah, that's right. As Rick had pointed out, being delayed going in the NFL is not exactly the ideal situation for most people. But really, in your case, it was God's timing to get that team ready for you so you could win some championships. <laughs> that's right. It's all about me, guys. That's right. I fit well into this Me Too movement. It's all about me. Uh, but no, it. Um, I. I. It was. It was exactly what I needed. I, I matured physically. I matured emotionally, spiritually, mentally. That um, you know, if I'd have had to went in right after graduating from from college at you know at the academy at 22, going in, I was you know four years later I was a combat veteran fighter pilot, 45 missions. I put on about 15, 20 pounds of muscle mass. You know, I had a quote-unquote real job before there's, before I got to the Cowboys, so I had real-world experience, and I got to see more of the world and, and experience what, you know, unfortunately, is going on over there right now with the, the Turks attacking the Kurds. I mean, I, I saw that back in 1991-92. We're flying into northern Iraq. We're supposed to be there preventing the Iraqis, the Republican Guard divisions, from decimating the Kurds in northern Iraq, and we'd air refuel on the Turkish side, of the border, and you could see Turkish F-5s rolling in, dropping bombs on Kurdish elements and tribes on the northern side of the border. And like, what the heck is going on here? So it's uh, that's kind it, of a complicated it, deal, isn't it? It is a very complicated deal. And you, you, that's been in the news a lot. You, you've had some experience. You may not want to get into that part of it, but uh, what, what is your your insight on this? That's just it. There are so many different tribes. When they talk about the Kurds, there are so many different divisions of Kurds that, you know, some are Christian, some are Yazidi, some are Muslim. You know, they speak different types of dialect. They're, they range from northwestern part of Iran, northern Iraq, southern Turkey, northern Syria. That um, So it's, it's very complex. And when you've been fighting for hundreds of years, that you know, sometimes Kurdish elements don't get along. It's it's a quagmire. And, oh, boy. You know, there's really no – it's a lot of gray. I'll just put it that way. So there really isn't a, a an easy black-and-white answer that you go, well, let me tell you what we need to do here because of yeah. all the things you just listed. I just – I wish life was that way, and unfortunately it's not. Uh, let me ask you this. We saw your picture with several of the planes. What, what kind of plane did you f- fly in combat? I flew the A-10 Warthog. Oh, that yeah. was one of only two Tank planes killers, that I huh? could fit into. That's it, Tank yeah. Killers. It's That's the right. defensive lineman's dream plane to fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot like you played football, wasn't it? Yeah, you get low, you're, you're slow, you're low, and you got to be able to take a punch and deliver a blow, too, when, when needed. And that plane suited my personality to a T. Yeah, you, you said it. I, I was looking over everything and trying to go back and review everything. That It was limited to what, what planes you could fly because of your size i mean there was only there, there wasn't a large choice a lot of them were ruled out that's right and it gets back to that whole uh, waiver thing that we talked about earlier for my height and my weight i was just again i'm, I'm not your normal size of pilot so. <laughs> but i tell you <laughs> one thing if you, that i could do it i tell you i would if you i'm glad it didn't happen to you but if you'd ever had to parachute and they came to get you i, I wish i could have just seen the enemy's face when they thought they were coming up on a pilot <laughs> And all of a sudden, you're standing there, they're like, "Hey, guys, where did this is Bigfoot? Where did this come from?" <laughs> no, 
you tell them that we're all like this. All American pilots yeah. are this big. Yeah, so everyone we're coming. So, Chad, can we talk Cowboys for a minute? Yeah, I'll, sure. What's our time here? Well, we, 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 he's going to stay two segments. Okay. Let's do Cowboys here, then we'll come back, and I want to get into, obviously, the big point we want to talk about today, and that is your faith and, and the return of promise keepers. So let's do Cowboys yeah. real quick. Chad, did you have any idea that you were going to pick up and be in the NFL? Was that kind of a plan? Had you been – in contact with agents was that was that the idea not at all, not at all. i had a military obligation to serve fi- a minimum of five years when you graduate from a service academy five years but i took on additional commitment of eight years after pilot training because i wanted to fly jets so technically playing in the nfl was never an option you know for me i would if i was able if i served my full commitment time i'd have been 32 years old but God, I mean, legitimately, God had a different plan for me that after the first Gulf War, our armed forces went through the reduction in force. They waived commitment time across the board, not just for me, but for a lot of guys, which then allowed me after four years of active duty to transition from a, you know, a regular commission to a reserve commission. And I was able then to go on and play for the Cowboys. And this is the coolest thing, guys. And, and this is what I, I, when I reflect I flew my last mission in northern Iraq. This is how God works. I flew my last mission in northern Iraq in the early part of 1992, and I played in the Super Bowl that same calendar year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, what a, what a range. I mean, I mean people... You know, you talk about what a ride, and every young boy's dream, t- testosterone, alpha male, whatever, flying combat and playing a Super Bowl. It was awesome. I was about to say, <laughs> if one of those is a story that you get to hold, you know, you're at lunch and you go, this guy's got the best story, and you actually got two of them. I know. I mean, yeah. that, that's great. We'll come back. Chad Hennings is with us. Promise Keepers is returning. Go to rickandbubba.com in show notes. It'll be Friday, July the 31st, and, and then Saturday, August 1, at AT&T, Dallas Cowboys Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Chad Hennings, obviously, is part of that. Uh, more speakers will be announced probably around December. But you can go and get tickets and put your group together right now. So go to the website. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. One minutes now past the hour. Chad Hennings is our guest. We talked about Chad's uh, service in, in the Air Force. Talked about his time uh, going to the Dallas Cowboys. Also, don't forget Chad's got uh, uh, books that he's written over the years. Uh, uh, we've got Rules of Engagement, probably the, the best known, but also it takes commitment, uh, forces of character. Uh, those are also books that you can find, and those links are at rickandbubba.com as well under upcoming events. So, so Chad, let, let's talk a minute. How did you become a follower of Jesus? Um, I grew up in a Christian home, went to a, uh, a church that our family helped found, you know, 130 plus years ago in the eastern central part of Iowa. I grew up on a farm in Iowa. Um, so I knew the Lord growing up, but where my faith became real, where it became where I owned it, uh, where I really formed that relationship with Jesus Christ was when I was basically with the Cowboys, my son Chase, who was two and a half after we won our third Super Bowl in four years, got really, really sick. And to the point where we didn't know, you know, if he's going to make it. We didn't, we couldn't control it, couldn't fix it. And that's where I, uh, the first time in my life where I couldn't fix it, yep. couldn't fix something by my own strength, by own, my own efforts. And that's where I got on my knees and I prayed that, you know, very simple prayer, you know, God help me. 
And um, that's where God revealed himself, who he is, his true nature, his character to me. And it's been a glorious ride ever since. Amen. I don't know how familiar you are with, with, what, with what we do here at the show, but one of the things that has become a, a passion, and rightfully so, is the discipleship of men. I've, we've had the chance to do a lot of speaking over the time. Uh, you know, we, we do a secular show, but we're very open about being followers of Christ, and uh, so everything that we do here comes from a biblical worldview, and that, that presents itself opportunities, and I've done a number of things, but God really uh, focused me on men's ministry because, you know, if the church believes everything they preach on Father's Day about the influence of that God has given uniquely to the male, men and women, of course, being equal but not the same, and now in our society it's just total confusion concerning any sort of masculinity, and, and now more than ever we need to communicate clearly God's design, biblical masculinity, Christ-centered masculinity, but but we can't ignore the fact that Promise Keepers was around for a while, and there were a lot of men who I know personally that certainly that was a, a, you know, a mountaintop experience for them, and some of them it stuck with, and they became devout followers of Christ. Many others did not, and you know, talking to some of the guys that are, that are putting this back together again, and, and people who had worked with Promise Keepers before, and hopefully, uh, I'm, I'm actually offering to be part of trying to, to help with this. They said the mistake that was made with Promise Keepers was that we sent men back to churches that we thought would be excited to disciple them, and, and in general, that just didn't happen. And, uh, and more and more, you see churches who claim that the man's the most influential force in the church, the home, and society, but they do very little about it. Uh, you can just look at the church budgets, and you won't find much budget for discipling men. So I think this coming back is extremely important. But but I hope there's a game plan to also disciple these men who, who, who may experience either a first-time decision to follow Jesus or certainly will have a moment like you and I both had when we knew we believed in Jesus, but there was the day that we said, hey, there's a big difference in believing and following Jesus. So, so tell us a little bit about this event that will be coming up. Wow, you hit the nail, right? nail on the head. It is exactly what has gone in our culture, particularly within the American church today, that you know, unfortunately, pastors are so engaged with, you know, keeping the doors open, just lack of bandwidth, lack of resources, whatever, that men's ministry and, and ministry to men is kind of put on the wayside. You know, my personal view is that the purpose of the church is to train and equip guys like you and me, laymen, to go out and to do the heavy lifting and to the work. And it's not to create a programs internally within the church just to have a country club mentality. And that's one of the reasons why Promise Keepers is coming back and lessons learned from the past to make the emphasis to have that transformational moment for a man that says either, yes, I accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. Now what do I do? And for those guys that are rededicating, that are been motivated to be the husband, be the father, be the, I call, be the wingman, friend to other men and to impact their community, we need to do it together, and we need to do that through. But I don't, you know, a lot of men, I don't know how. What do I do? Where do I go? This is where Promise Keepers is establishing, you know, utilizing technology for, for an app t- to bring guys together where guys, if they're new to a city, can find other guys that profess a belief in Jesus Christ that, that are doing things in the community, that are walking the walk, that they can lock arms together and, and form those transparent, Christ-centered, masculine relationships. And, and to be, be like men, to learn what it is to be a man. I, you know, 
in my daily devotionals, I came across a, a verse, and I, it just one of those God moments where it just slapped me in the head. And this, is, this verse has been kind of my personal mantra going forward for any time that I speak to other men, too. It's 1 Corinthians 16, 13. It's, you know, be watchful, stand yeah. firm in the faith, act like men, right. be strong. Yep. And that's, that's what we're called to do. Just act like a man. You know, we, unfortunately, we've got to define what that means, yeah. but yeah. that's what Promise Keepers is about. It, Promise Keepers, it, it's, it's not the end all. It is just, it's, it's going to be that, that spark that's that right. I we prayerfully will ignite a flame within this country for men to stand up, put their stake in the ground, and said, I am standing here. No more. Yeah, and, 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 we, and we're and we going need to press that. forward. Yeah, and we need that those moments where, we, as you said, the beginning and, and light the fire, and then, of course, say, now that you have got that, now let's walk with you. And, and uh, some I'm putting together a team now that is going to be totally focused on, on, the, on the curriculum uh, that that says uh, you've asked the question how to be a man. Well, well, here it is: the pursuit of Christ-centered masculinity, and we're going to provide that curriculum. And, and hopefully, we're coming alongside what you guys are doing. And if we can play a role in that, we certainly will. But we're we're going to do that either way because there has to be. You cannot disciple men by treating them like they're a woman or a child. You can't. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And and here I've I've been in men's ministry. I have my own ministry too. That um I've been doing for about 16 years, and, and I have found to get men, men don't want to be spectators. It, when they sit there and they're in the pew, they're, they feel emasculated. You need to give them a set of plans. You need to give them responsibility. You need to, to motivate and incentivize them to get out and to, to, to do something. Just do it. Yeah. And that's what we, we have to be able to get guys to not just be entertained, because yep. I would rather have, in that stadium, we're going to have 80,000-plus men I hope so. lifting their arms yeah. and praising yeah. Jesus. But if, but if it was only 1,000 men, but these 1,000 men wanted to go deep and they wanted to make Amen. a difference and impact, Amen. we'll take on the world. Amen. Chad, thanks for time. Yeah. I hope this isn't the last time we talk. Uh, we definitely are kindred spirits. Promisekeepers.org. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an upcoming event. Go ahead and start getting your game plan together to be at AT&T Dallas Cowboys Stadium uh, next summer. And you can get all your packages together right now. And we look forward to seeing you there. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. We're back 35 minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. As we make our make our way back, LinkedIn.com slash Bubba. LinkedIn.com slash Bubba. Hiring the right person takes time. Time that you often do not have, but you shouldn't let the time crunch uh, get in the way of you finding the right candidate for your business. That's why LinkedIn.com slash Bubba is the best place to, uh, to post your job. Uh, really, it's no more complicated than if you're not posting there. The people that you're looking for probably don't see it. So you, you, you what do we say? You got to fish where the fish are. That's right. So you got to hunt where the deer are. So uh, go to LinkedIn.com/slash Bubba right now. If you if you use that URL, uh, then we're going to save you uh, fifty dollars uh, on your first job post. Uh, look, you want to put in front of the people that you want to hire, the people with the skills, the qualifications, other insights that help LinkedIn paint a better picture of potential candidates. They do a lot of the legwork for you, so you know these are the right people. As a matter of fact, LinkedIn is getting someone uh, hired every eight seconds. Uh, so so go check it out, linkedin.com slash Bubba uh, for your job post. Uh, here we go. Uh, 
Will of Me. Meets is the lights have been illuminated, but Bubba, they've been illuminated under the, the, the highest safety standard. Rick, we always follow all the IEEE standards for electrical installations, international, national, local, state, <laughs> county, <laughs> city, city, town, town section, village, Providence, village, village. Uh, so, anyway, unit, we got it. It's brought to you by our friends at harryanddavid.com. They'll provide the meat today on the wonderful wheel of meat. Uh, 1-800-Flowers will provide opportunities to win some flowers on the wheel. There's there's Moultrie stuff on the wheel. Uh, we, we got Rick and Bubba stuff on the wheel, Buzzbox Coffee, Blaze TV, but not everybody is a winner. Now, we got a couple of things that are going on. We have two special uh, young men to spend today. Uh, Drew Todd spun last year. He turns 40 today. Drew. He's back to spin again. But joining him as also a birthday present uh, is Gunnar Hughes. Gunnar yeah. Hughes is also uh, here with us today, and uh, his mom was here with a bunch of uh, friends going to the beach and, and discussed with us about her coming back, and if Gunnar comes, could he spend the will of meat? And today, Gunnar, that happens. As a matter of fact, Gunnar is up and, and, and ready to go. He will spend the will of meat and take this off his young bucket list. So how, how old uh, have you turned on your birthday? He's going to be turning 12 uh, you're not. You're, you're not. You're, you're, do it again. He's going to be turning 12 at the uh, at the beginning of November, right? But you're here celebrating it today. You ready? Yeah, you guys. <laughs> Look, it's a nice tie. And the bottom line, the kid wants to spend a will. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, what's what's so bad about that? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Gunner, uh, you you do you know what to wait for to spend? You know what they, they have to say? What do they say? Wow, what a will. Wow, what a will. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, let's, um, let's start with Dusty out of Troy. Dusty, welcome to the show. What do you say to Gunner Hughes? Happy early birthday, Gunner. Wow, what a week. All right, let's turn it loose. Yeah. All right, here we go. Gunner with a big spin. All right, let's see if... Uh, round and round it goes. See if old Dusty can win something here. Let's see. All right. Dusty. Come on, Dusty. Okay. Yeah. Buzzbox, Buzzbox, Buzzbox. Drink it. All right, congratulations to you. You've won yourself, Troy, a pound of BuzzBox coffee. Uh, if you're not already drinking BuzzBox, it is for you. Uh, if you're already oh. drinking it, well, here's a free pound. You can give it to somebody else, okay? Well, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> All right, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. All right, up next is Drew Young here. Drew Todd, I mean, is here for his 40th birthday. We go to Gulf Shores, Alabama. Andrew is listening to Sunny 105. Andrew, how you doing? Oh, absolutely wonderful, boys. What wow, you, what a week. Come on, Drew, give it a rip. Yeah! He's spinning that thing like he lives. Hard. All right, let's see what happens. Trumpy Bear seems to be loving it. Yeah. The hand of truth is giving a thumbs up, and the Christmas pig is all smiles. Here we go. Let's see what happens, Drew. Did you spin a winner? Uh, yeah. 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 Me, 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 me. HarryandDavid.com, $50 gift card for you. And you can take that and use it however you want to from those delicious meats available at HarryandDavid.com. So, Andrew, thanks for listening to Sunny 105. Put you on hold. Meat it is from the wonderful Will of Meat.
We go to Coleman, Alabama. Frank is standing by in Coleman. Frank, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you, Frankie? Doing good. How are you doing? What do you say to Gunner? Wow, what a wheel. Come on, Gunner! A different style from Gunner that time. A little different style. All right, Frank. Quick release. Let's see what happens. See if we can get a winner here for Frank. Coming on around. Come on, Will of Meat. Make it happen. Let's see. Uh oh. Sorry, buddy, you were eaten by Jaws and no mm. winner then. Pippet! Has anybody seen Pippet? You know, this may be what happens. This may be what happens to Nopi at some point. Mm. <laughs> we continue. Let's go, let's, go, let's go to Josh out of the great state of Alabama. Josh, Josh. Drew Todd's back. What do you say to Drew? Wow, what a wheel. Come on, Drew! Don't, get, don't let it catch you. Rick and Bubba making Radio Great Again shirt, Drew. All right, let's see what happens. Uh, Josh, we've we've had mostly winners, but Jaws did get our last caller. So let's see what happens here. Looks like you've cleared Pippet. You've cleared Pippet. Uh-oh, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Yo! Me! 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 Let me tell you, you were very close to not having nothing. It was almost, hey, man. It was almost can't have nothing, but meet it is. $50 gift card for you from harryanddavid.com. You'll get an email, and you just follow those instructions. Okay, buddy? I uh, appreciate it. Fellas. Have a good one. First of all, I've got to put you on hold to get your information. So hang on. All right, let's jump up to Tennessee. Tracy is standing by in Tennessee. Tracy, welcome uh, to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you? Hey, good. Well, what a will. Uh, with somebody in the in the garden ticket seat. Wow. Right. Let's see what happens here. <laughs> that phone call sounds. He's spinning. Hey, this is he's spinning the wheel for Mama. Oh, spinning it for his mama. Oh my goodness, in the golden ticket seat. No today. pressure there. Uh, Oh, look at that. Uh, hey, we got a bubble flowers. Flowers, flowers, flowers. <laughs> there you go. And you you just spun some flowers for your mama. So what you, 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 you No, you did. It landed right there for your mama. That's yeah. her right there. See her right there? That's it. That was a little feedback, so I had to turn it off. But uh, so, Tracy, do you want a dozen, uh, two do- you want red roses? Uh, two dozen red roses, or you want some uh, some of those that are multicolored? Multicolored. Multicolored. Yeah. I'm not going to put you on hold because you're sitting right there. All right, so uh, so there it is. So we'll we'll get your information from you today. You just spun your mama some roses. That's right. Roses for mama. All right, let's go to – look, he's embarrassed. Let's go to David and Op. David, uh, we got uh, Drew Todd, birthday boy, big 4-0. Uh, David, what do, you, what do you say to Drew? Wow, what a win. Come on, Drew. Hey, Drew put his back in. I'm telling you. I mean, he yeah. thing and spun. I thought it was going to come off. Let's see what happens. All right, we got the wind, the the old wheel is spinning. David and Op is hoping. Let's see what the wheel produces today. Oh, yeah! Henry the horse. Henry the horse. Oh, here he comes! What a horse! What a horse! I'm not booing. I'm giving a shout out to the birthday boy, Drew. Oh, here go. Oh, here go. Be careful, Henry. Oh, Henry, be careful. Go with the horse. Go with the horse. Be careful. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Speedy, please do your horse. I'm What's he doing? He's spinning him around. Please do it. I don't know. I'm not booing. I'm saying Drew. By the way, by the way, by the way, Drew. 
It's not every day a horse grabs a hold of you. No, it spins you <laughs> like spin a top. It spins you like a top. Yeah. Wow. Hey. He ran into the wall. He said, this is Oh, my goodness. All right, so before we wrap up, we also have a request from the tubers today, too. Speedy, be ready. Uh, we have a special tubing request. Can you tell us what the what the request is? Yeah, and I feel sorry for these people having to. Uh, but anyway, Gary, who's uh, the tubers, uh-huh. he's one of the tubers. He's has he has surgery. What's the name o'clock. again? Gary. Gary. Okay. Uh, and you know we've kind of followed his little. He had an injury at work. Oh yeah. Oh, this little, yeah, yeah. The guy he's, got hurt. Uh, really. He got, yeah. he got yeah. a pretty big yeah. surgery coming up at ten o'clock today. Right. And so uh, right. it's my understanding from the golden ticket seats who are part of the tuber world uh, that. He wants me to do the tuba dance as he goes into surgery. Okay. All right. So are you ready? And you're so, fired up about it. Are you I ready? apologize to the lady outside. Let's go. Hoops on the hill. Greg, keep, <laughs> keep an eye on the kid that just walked up and just just walked up and is watching. Okay. He has no idea what's about to happen. Oh, no. So, so, so here it is. Are ready, Gary? Wow. This is for you, buddy. Go, Speedy. Go, That's for you, Gary. That's for you, buddy. Pulling for you. We'll be back. Congratulations to all the winners. Drew Todd, outstanding. Gunnar Hughes, well done. Uh, as they were our guest spinners on the Wheel of Meat today. Uh, we'll come back. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. we got more stories to cover today and more of your phone calls still to come on the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Nine minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. We're back. 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. So uh, as we make our way back, we do have uh, a wacky world uh, to talk about here. This is a good one here. A couple of things we'll hit. Look around the wacky. Bubba, I'm a little concerned uh, about this story out of Pensacola. I, I kid you not, I was having the conversation the other day uh, with someone, and, and certainly it's a sad situation, that says, you know, what do you do uh, if you have a wife or a husband who is wanting to divorce you, but you as a follower of Christ have convictions that say what you're trying to do uh, would not meet the criteria of, uh, of divorce, uh, 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 this would be sin, and hey, I'm not going to participate in that, so I will not give you the divorce. And I thought, well, that that is a very difficult uh, situation to be in. But it appears that a Pensacola woman has a very drastic way to overcome these kind of situations, yes, and, uh, and it's not good. Uh, a Pensacola woman, Rick, has been accused of forcing her husband to sign divorce papers at gunpoint. Hello, Mama's got a gun. You know, I think if she would force me to sign papers at gunpoint, I'd go ahead and let her have the divorce. Well, I'm out. You got to say, if you were wondering, you know what I mean? If, That's kind of where I draw the line. If you were wondering whether this is somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with, if the divorce papers they produce, they're now forcing you to sign them at gunpoint, yeah, well, yeah you probably go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, you, you probably, hand me that pen. <laughs> i tell you what, honey, hang on just a minute. I'm reaching for a pen. Yeah, All I'm doing is reaching for a pen. <laughs> 
Uh, the lady, 45 years old, was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without yep. the intent to kill. Mm. Yeah. I don't know that you should separate that. Uh, I think right. if you're pointing a gun at somebody, mm-hmm. uh, how can you determine that the intent is not to kill? Can I go with this, too? This, this says here that the husband uh, was saying he did not want to sign anything until they had their time in court and talking to lawyers. Can I tell this young lady something? Well, she's 45. She's not young. It's not old, somewhere in between. Um, old enough to know better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You just hurt your case really, really bad. Yeah. When, oh, when, yeah. when, when they go to start dividing things up, he's going to bring up the fact that you tried to kill him over the divorce papers. And, and the side of your case is now going to – it's not going to do very well. Now, the sheriff's office says that the man and woman were arguing over the divorce on October the 11th when the man refused to sign the papers and stated he'd rather handle it in court she grabbed a Smith & Wesson thirty-eight caliber handgun, pointed it at her husband, followed him, and told him to sign the papers. The man eventually signed the papers. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, he did. Yeah. Did you see this last line? Look at the last two lines on that page you're on right now. It is, it is a good one. I'll let you have it. <laughs> he told the deputies he feared his wife because she's a good shooter. <laughs> Well, in that situation, I guess that would be fearful. You know what he said? Mm-hmm. People say, look, I know it's hard to hit somebody with a pistol, but she can do it. She can do yeah. it. She's, she's actually capable. very well. She is good enough at well, it. Well, she's, so. she's serving a little time now. Yes, she so, is. Uh, mm-hmm. What did, what did uh, she get here? What Was that on the first page? Uh, it, uh, it says she remains in the jail without bond, but okay. it doesn't, it doesn't okay. say she how hasn't long. Been, hasn't she's been awaiting. Yeah. She didn't get yeah. bond. They considered her to be dangerous. I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah, the judge has determined she could be a danger to other people, maybe. Mm-hmm. A good shot. Yep. That's. Uh, can you imagine? The, can you imagine? You know, the person who's talking to you. So, how, how's everything go? Well, uh, I, I went ahead and signed them. You signed them. I thought you weren't going to sign them. <laughs> well, she she brought out a thirty eight and told me I'd sign them or be killed. So I thought I would. It's maybe an offer I couldn't refuse. Right. Yeah. That's. Uh, I'm like you, Bubba. How does she say she wasn't attempting to murder him? Well, well, then he, yeah, I, it, I it, so he doesn't sign it. What you going to leg shoot him? Yeah. I, I mean, what, what, yeah, what I was are we just kidding with? What, what are we yeah. talking about? Pistol whip him? What was the plan? <laughs> right. what, what's what's phase two? How long were they married, did it say? Uh, well, I'd like to know more information. Yeah, oh, not look, very long. You, you, boy, there's, there's got to be some intrigue mm-hmm. here. It Anybody does, in Escambia County mm-hmm. can help us out with that? All right, let me ask you this. If you live in Escambia County, if you're in Pensacola, and you hear what happens with this couple, are you surprised? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have do, a do, feeling. Do you, do you say that sounds about right? I have a feeling. <laughs> I knew I would have. Yeah, this is not the first time. Mm-hmm. You know. You think the police, when they got that call, said, "Oh wow, so she's at it again." Yeah, they knew probably knew the address. Yeah, well, they're they're getting they're they're it's it's to the point of divorce. I, I, it sounds like it's been a little volatile there. Uh, you, I mean, but again, if well, it's tough uh, when you go to counseling after that. Yeah. Well, yeah. What happened? Well, right. She pointed a thirty-eight at me and told me to divorce her. Mm-hmm. Again, she's <clears throat> mad because she doesn't want to go into some proceedings where somebody says here's who gets what right right but what you just did just puts you in a much worse situation on that yeah yeah that's not gonna help your case especially yeah. when you're in jail now right you know you know, when somebody <laughs> says look i didn't want to get divorced i i there this my spouse is forcing me to divorce in this case this guy has a great case to say that is absolutely true yes yes so uh, some other stories that we have today. Bubba, do you want to crush everybody with the Impossible mm. Burger is not healthy? Or, oh. or do you want to find 4,000-year-old huh? mummies? All right. So <coughs> you, you remember the, the big push out there was that we were going to have Burger King 
uh, and even McDonald's have been working on this, providing all these mm-hmm. meatless options oh, yeah. of their menu, saying, you know, hey, you, you, you come to get this plant-based alternative to meat, and you won't believe it. Right. And then there, there, was, there was sort of a, a feeling that you were leaving processed foods and foods high in salt to, to make a, a better, healthy choice. Mm. We've, uh, we've got doctors saying, uh, got news for you, the Impossible Burger uh, is, is not healthy, and it's not going to uh, – it's not going to do you that much more good. Well, they've been looking at several of these healthy alternatives, Rick. They say they're typically high in saturated fat, high in sodium, and they're really just a processed food. And I thought that's what we we're getting away from. Yeah, Didn't yeah. we? Aren't we trying to go as organic as possible? Eat well, it the that way doesn't God taste made very good. No, so we got to add a bunch of stuff. Well, to it. it's hard to keep fresh. That's the, yeah. the really. I mean, we all would love to have fresh everything, but you just can't keep. You know, uh, sometimes a side of beef. You right, know. that's right. Well, it, we, only we, so we can't much slaughter shelf today yeah. and eat this afternoon. Well, here's yeah. what here's what the doctor said, which is the point, and it's where that's why I said all the you've heard. I, we've preached this for years. Okay, he said, here's the bottom line: if you're eating healthy, a burger is probably not the day you eat healthy. I don't care how they make it. Yeah, you know, there, there's other choice. If you're going to eat healthy, then you just decide I'm not doing a burger today of any kind, or limit your amount. Yeah, that's what back. he means. What he's yeah. saying is a burger in and of itself, in moderation, may be fine. But there is no burger that doesn't give you the problems that burgers bring. Uh, take, mm-hmm. for instance, in Burger King's burger, this is using their numbers. The one thing they push is that their 100% meatless Whopper is going to have 80 milligrams less of cholesterol than the original sandwich. However, if you look on the other side of the ledger, Rick, it has 10% more sodium, yep. nearly 20% more uh, carbohydrates, both ingredients are what's needed to help compensate the flavor and the quality of the burger. This is from that same world of we're going to have healthy potato chips and yeah. you know and uh, all. The bottom line is, if you're going to eat these kind of foods, you do it in moderation. And if you don't, then it's probably not healthy for you under any version. So just if you're trying to do better, don't need as much of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. In the beginning, there was fun on the radio. Then the radio industry fell victim to corporate America and venture capitalist bankers who marched in with their research and up to their armpits in debt and turned the radio band into a wasteland of cookie cutters. Faceless, sound-alike stations who completely lost touch with the people they were meant to serve. Then there were two voices that cried out in the wilderness, faint at first, but becoming louder with every passing ratings book. It's okay to have fun again, to give the people what they really want to hear, and not treat them like a sea of mindless followers who have no choice in their radio entertainment. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. It is seven minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show from the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. Thanks for being with us. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, Team Rick and Bubba on the field. Our Rick and Bubba University student is Hash Brown Hero. We'll take your phone calls this hour uh, so you can start dialing those up. And a welcome back for a brand new hour, Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here. Thank you for the honor to do so, and thank you for joining us. Well, we, uh, we, we talked last hour about uh, doctors are telling us that the 
fake hamburgers are really no healthier than real hamburgers. And, mm-hmm. you know, then you heard, well, the, a lot of the problems that we got, processed foods this and processed foods that and heart disease and where's all this come from? And, you know, we just we just not healthy and all these things. Uh, but apparently uh, there's been a discovery with some 4,000-year-old mummies that may suggest this has always been a human problem. Rick, 4,000-year-old mummies have cholesterol buildup in their arteries, suggesting the heart disease was likely more common in ancient times than originally thought, according to a new study. Mm-hmm. Prior studies have examined arterial calcium accumulation in mummified hearts. Wow, Bob, that was really good. Thank you. I could never do it again. Okay. And arteries using X-ray computed. That's on me. That's on me. Or as we call it, a heart CT you know scan, what I just which said? we've all had here. You know what I just said from the stands? Bubba's pitching a shutout. <laughs> Clack. <laughs> Did anybody check the mummy's pocket? <laughs> they were dry. Hey, it'll be dry. Hey, the, you know what else is dry? Popcorn fart. <laughs> uh, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> I know, didn't think I was going to hear that today. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know uh, that. These, uh, you know what that? Oh. These studies show damage that only occur in latter stages of heart disease and presents a new picture of how widespread heart disease risk may have been 4,000 years ago. Hmm. How about that? Mm. Did anybody think that they didn't have heart trouble then? Well, I, what I, I didn't think well, that. What we're talking well, about I mean, is they, you've heard all this. Well, you it's the think modern it's our Western civilization and all the. You know, we don't walk everywhere we go, and King we don't have to catch our problem. food and all that stuff. Yeah, we've become lazy. We don't mm-hmm. do this. We can't do that. You know what? It, I'm telling you, and and most people will say this. There's certainly things uh, lifestyle wise that that uh, we shouldn't do. Uh, I, I I certainly kind of take it from a different point of view because I'm. I mean, t- to me, you, you you find out that probably the biggest problem you got is your genetics. Mm-hmm. You know, because why? What do the doctors always ask you? You got you got heart disease in your family. So why are they asking you that? They ask you that for they ask you what you eat and what you do. Rick, they said this mm-hmm. also agrees with some other studies that have been done. Mummies from other parts of the world, including Iceland, South America, have all showed the same type results. Hmm. So it wasn't mummies. just in Egypt. Right. You know, in our human body, we have a lot of backup. We mm-hmm. got two of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Only got one heart. Yep. Think yep. about it. So mm-hmm. That one, uh when that one goes south, you're in trouble, isn't it? Yeah, you don't you don't want the old ticker to get in trouble. No, that 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 that's problematic. But uh, but uh, again, it so it like, may not just be the conveniences of Western civilization right. that we have now. It right. may just be a human issue. Yeah, now I've had doctors say to now, me, certainly we can help. We're smarter now. I hope. And so yeah, I mean, there's certainly things you can do that that can in, increase. Uh, you know, that can make you unhealthy. I uh, just asked our friend who drove around town, didn't know where he was. Right, yeah, but right, uh, but right. the, uh, but but anyway, the, or any of us that's been on the big table, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, good night. Yeah, Getting the straight pipe. Well, I get. I'm not trying to, but I mean, you may find out that the big table was more tied to your your genetics than even what you've been doing. Well, I mean, True. the you human experience is our genetics for sure. Yeah, you know, the human body's amazing because you you know when we were we were talking about space travel earlier this week, going to places where you know in orbit now they send supply ships up but when you head to mars baby you on your own you know you got to have it all together and you know like our bodies they we don't have we can't carry spare parts so our body has to be able to generate a lot of things and repair itself in a lot of different ways it's just a very amazing piece of equipment 
It was designed it very well. Well, you you mentioned you know uh, uh, as far as a st- but it, but it has limits. You know, it has limits. Well, well, that's that's all the way part, it is now. That's all part of that uh, <laughs> as that, we were told that, that fallen deal. Right. That, that was that was on us. We kind of brought that on ourselves. Yep. Wasn't the plan, by the way. No, it wasn't. And and thankfully, the plan has been uh, restructured, and and there's an offer to. To be redeemed and work that plan again. We missed our turn on the interstate, but yep. good news, there's one more exit there's before one more we hit the state line. <laughs> there's one more. And it's a big one. It's called Exit Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but speaking of this, talking about discoveries, did you see that NASA's Hubble, the Hubble telescope, believe it or not, I'm fascinated by it. It, it yeah. is amazing. Yeah. It really is amazing. It, it has captured the best look at first the first comet outside of our solar system. Have you have you seen any of these pictures? You know, I did see some of that and uh we've we've actually, you know, discovered in our lifetime several comets in our solar system, but we had not been able to verify one outside of our solar system. But think about this, we we were not able to verify planets till just a few years ago. You know, we knew the stars were out there, but we couldn't see anything around them. Now we see planets around them. Now we see comets out there. So you know the the universe is is getting smaller, so to speak. How about when you think about these numbers are just mind boggling? Oh yeah, the distances that the Hubble Space Telescope captured images of the object when it was about two hundred and sixty million miles away. I know. Is that mind boggling? That's <laughs> yeah, a long <laughs> Rick. It's a there. long way. Yeah, I mean, it's, huh? it's a, a long. The the scale in space is just mm-hmm. so big; it's hard to imagine. So we've seen the first comet outside our solar system, and they say it was rocking along at about a hundred and ten thousand miles an hour. It's again like we were talking traveling in space. We went to the moon in about a week. You know, four or five days uh, traveling at. That same speed now to go to Mars, it's going to take us three and a half years to get there. That shows you the scale. And that's that's our neighbor in space. That's, that's your big l- boy. That's a long haul, bro. I don't know why I thought of this, <laughs> but it's a would you rather, because you talk about speed. Would y'all rather have the ability to just want to go somewhere and boom, and you're there? You, there's no travel. It'll be hard to you make fast, another pick than okay? that. But yeah. or, or you can read people's minds. I got to go travel. I don't want to travel all day long. I can read people's minds practically now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With social media, yeah. I can, I can read somebody's mind and I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Right. The reading mind thing's not a big deal anymore. Everybody tells you everything about themselves. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and I have an idea of the way it's going. I, I Boy, to be able to say, I'm going to the. Oh, man. That, like, man, I'd like to visit fan- Tokyo. Boop. Oh, I'm there. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'd love everyone. Konnichiwa. All right. I, I, I apologize for what I'm no, about to okay. say. I, I apologize okay. for what I'm about to say. Mm. I want to see Mr. Buddy. Oh, hey, Greg. <laughs> how you feeling? So, do the. Here I go. Do the flat earth people. Oh, oh my. I'm goodness. sorry. Do they think that Hubble's <laughs> telescope pictures are just are fabricated and not real? Because. We, I guess they're saying we're just taking pictures off the deck of the universe or the earth where we're sitting flat i guess no I don't no know what the think. point is so we produce pictures of the earth right and they say <laughs> those are those are fake pictures or the are the the gravity is bending the reflected light that's the new one i've heard do they think the hubble it makes telescope? it look round even though it looks round it ain't okay does the Hubble telescope is it is it not is it faking too? These are not real pictures. Rick, you'd have to ask somebody that spends their time trying right. to convince well, I'm themselves. Just saying, the they've Earth gone is on flat. record that what what but picture claiming we have pictures from the moon back to the Earth. They don't think that's real. So if they don't think that's real, do they think any pictures out there are real? My favorite one is that they don't see how we could be standing on the side of the Earth if it's not, you know, if it's the side of it. But. Mm. 
It's it's like you know if you put something in a purse and you open it up and you sling it around and around, it doesn't fall out either, and that doesn't make sense. But we know why centrifugal force. Right. It generates gravity, a fake gravity field, if you would. So that's you know it's just. I don't. I can't. I can't even go there. Really. Hey, look! You can't go there. Easy, swollen Steve Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know why Steve liked the black. I like the black. Uh, we'll take you. Have enough of them. We go phone trolling next. <laughs> All ten lines are available. Look at Hash Brown Hero. He's ready to go. Eight six six, we be big. Dial us up. We'll chat with you on any topic right after this. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Here we go. It is uh, phone troll time. Lines are available. About half of them full, but. There should be room for you to get in as we go phone trolling right now. Here we go. A long distance, directly assistance. Eric Cohen, 212. We'll go to the great state of Ohio to get started. At the end of 30 seconds, the caller gets this, unless Bubba or Helmsy throws their time out. Uh, Chris will get us started. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone trolling. Chris, go ahead. Welcome to the program. How are you? Oh. Hello? He dropped out. Wow. I think he was Hello. doing the Gila Monster call. I think he was doing Gila Monster and went right out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That happens. Let's go to Rob out of Fort Walton. Rob, welcome to Rick and Bubba. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, Green Acres, fellas. Thanks for the call. <laughs> go ahead. Hey, I work with two fellas that are uh, conspiracy theorists, and one of them is a uh, flat earth guy. Mm-hmm. He says those pictures are all made in a, a studio, and, and uh, we've never actually been to space. Never been to space at all? No. He says it's impossible to do so. Hubble. What about, well, what about okay. Hubble? Fake, Rick. Fake. Well, let me I ask haven't you asked th- him about that. Let me ask you this. What if you've been there and you and you saw it? Time out. Uh, <laughs> and you see a rocket go blast off and disappear into the sky. Where, where did it go? I, I really couldn't tell you what his uh, uh, thoughts are on that. I just... Yeah, go. You know, I would be careful letting that guy handle anything sharp at work. (laughs) (laughs) Give him a shovel and let him get out in the yard. So why don't you do this? Why don't you go back and say, so we? I know people, and Bubba will be one of them. They were there. They saw the rocket launch and disappear into nothing. Where did the rocket go? Because he needs to answer that. I'll ask him uh, next time I see him. Okay. All right, that's he good. also says if you have surgery, the government puts a microchip uh, in okay. you so they can track okay. you. Oh, oh, boy. Now, that is wow. true. I'll tell you another one that was good. Uh, we had a shuttle returning one time. It happened to be the one that Doug Wheelock was on. Hmm. And you, buddy? We, we were watching it on TV, and I was at a local eating establishment. And they were showing the map, and it was coming down over the the way it was coming into Florida was actually over us. And they were talking about they're just a minute or two from actually landing in Florida. And we went outside and could hear the sonic boom when they went over as they were slowing down. Uh, How about that? Uh, I guess that was made up, too. Yeah, all this. That's made, a lot of. That, I mean, that splashdown, that's a big production. It's <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of effort to go to fake people off for what goal? So the space shuttle, when it would take off, 
Did it just hide somewhere and then come back in and land? I, I, I mean, it's I, yeah. Just did a, it just hover? What did it do? Yeah, I saw a lot of people building rockets this week. Do you find it interesting? I mean, a lot with some big <laughs> stuff. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I meant to ask the caller, and I should have. It, we may <laughs> two point eight billion. Mark. Yeah, we may find out that man, you know, believes everything that we would hope that he believes. But have you found that t- a lot of times people have all these conspiracy theories and all this stuff is high, it's it's no doubt it's possible for them. But they don't believe in God. That combination always gets me. You know, God is not as big a reach as the ones you're making. Uh, but anyway. Well, uh, you know, it's kind of like it takes a long time to build a house and build it right. But you can tear one up with a bulldozer in pretty short amount well, of time. Good. You know? That's good. We continue. Uh, it's an easy way out. Donna in Tennessee. Donna, go ahead. 30 seconds. How are you? Good morning, guys. Hey. Greg is affecting my vacations, and I wanted to tell you what happened. Amazing. We were in the Arkansas State Capitol. The tour guide wanted to take us to see a picture of Bill Clinton, and I said, no, that's okay. We were the only ones on the tour, and I said, no, that's okay. She went into this long dissertation about how she couldn't judge Bill Clinton. She'd never walked a mile in his shoes, and I was literally biting my tongue because all I could hear in my head was Greg saying, I understand. It's not right, but I understand. Hillary Clinton could make anybody do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you are, Greg. Greg, all right, look, I ain't saying anything. You're in Arkansas now. <laughs> I'm not taking up for Bill. Yep, by no means. But my goodness. <laughs> Steve. That woman drive you to do all kinds of crazy <laughs> Steve and drove America to do something pretty crazy. <laughs> you think about it. You got yeah. that. Hey, think about that. And we see that every day, don't we? Yeah. See? Steve in Birmingham. Steve, <laughs> go ahead. Steve, go ahead. That's it. Uh, I'm just going to tell you that genetics does play on open heart surgery. Six bypasses eight weeks ago, and it's all because of my family's genetics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well, mean, you sound good right now. Yeah. I've been back to work three weeks already. Man, I'm glad you're doing okay. But wow. Yeah. But Wait you, a minute. How long were you out? Um, I was out five weeks sitting at home, and then they kicked me back to work three weeks ago. Well, that's good. That's Congratulations. Good Great recovery. Yeah, well, you, you just got to do what uh, Greg and I have to do since we have heart disease in our family, that we just get checked on a, on kind of a regular basis to see, you know, how the how's, how's it looking, got any clogs. It's always smart to do that stat in front of it. Yeah. Uh, you need to get you a good Apple watch at a monitor all that. That's right. <laughs> huh? That's right. I, I'd like to see y'all wear one a little more often. You know what? I got it, anything's possible. <laughs> Lee and Meridian. People yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Greg, and I see that over the top. I know. <laughs> I can't hardly concentrate. How about that? How about that? Right you there. just never know. Well, <laughs> no. you know, with that, every time I look at TV4, you know what I am? Thankful. Yeah, yeah. I am too. Uh, let's go to Lee. Right. Listen I mean, to it looks it. like they're having a serious conversation. Yeah. 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 Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, Lee, go ahead. Hey, guys. Happy 25 years. Thank, Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, listen, we'll run by a concept, run concept by Bubba specifically, Maybe this would be a good kind, uh, uh, a good uh, subject for a podcast. It's called geocentricity. Mm-hmm. Geocentricity. It's, it's been lumped together with the flat earthers, but it has nothing to do with that idea. The idea is that the Earth is motionless and is not revolving around any object in the universe. It's motionless, and everything in the universe is revolving around the Earth. There's good math. There's good biblical evidence. And there's good science that supports geocentricity. So let me guys, let me encourage you guys to look into this. It's very intriguing, very exciting. Has it even has philosophical and spiritual ramifications for it? Well, I think a guy named Kepler disproved that by oh, being no. able to oh, use no. the the math of motion to show why everything was going around. Because 
we ran into some problems with that because things were not in the sky where they should be. Yeah, well, uh, if, let me encourage you to check it out, okay? And uh, and that we could talk about Kepler and we could talk about yeah. Capillary data is pretty accurate. Not according to geocentricity. We're sending things all over the solar I didn't system. want to let them talk me into it. And it's it. moving. You gotta, you gotta, it's, it's a math computation, and you figure out where things are going to be. Can I like tell right now, Mars is coming back toward us. It's going to be closer to us than it's been in a long time. Careful so. here. Thank God. Can I just say this, though? Oh my God! A lot of people don't know because there's a lot. There, this is kind of a oh, weird moment. Wow. This is a hey, this is a weird moment on the show. I so, mean, it is. how so about sorry, this? Buddy. If Mister Lucky had ever got that second album out, it was going to be called Geocentricity. That's yeah. right. <laughs> it was more like a rock opera. Right? It was. Yeah. The things we see on TV for, and it's right over Greg's head. It's almost like they're standing on Greg's head. <laughs> From my vantage point, not that everything orbits around me. <laughs> Geocentric. We'll be back. Y'all, we got to move on from this. Come on. We're, we're, we better, we're better than this. We're, we're better back. than this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Day without him, brother. back it is 35 minutes past the hour rick and bubba show 866 we be big so i know a lot of people have have enjoyed uh, you're trying to figure out the origin of your family i know greg you and i have had uh, family members that have done this yeah it's really interesting the things that uh, that they find out it I mean, when you when you look in our family and you see how many people are named William Burgess, and then you go back and find a William Burgess at Jamestown, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're kind of like, wow, that's a, that that that's very interesting. But anyway, we're talking about ancestry.com/bubba. Uh, ancestry.com/bubba. They really do a good job if you if you want to get the most accurate information because uh, their ancestry DNA test uh, it has billions of historical family records and you know the, the family tree can take you back generations and the folks at ancestry.com slash bubba help you do that and then you can you know better understand your genealogy through the world's largest collection of online records uh you know you could find out you know where your family comes from find out a lot of history about your family they've combined dna results with over 100 million family trees and billions of records to give you more insight into a more accurate view of your genealogy and the origin of your family now, if you'll join today, you can engage with Ancestry Family History by, by using their free trial uh, because building a tree will enhance your DNA experience and help you learn a more complete story. It's just more accurate. gives you more information. So go to Ancestry.com slash Bubba to see the results. Ancestry.com slash Bubba, uh, and you can get your Ancestry DNA kit today and discover your story. Also, there's a link at RickandBubba.com under the Sponsors button. All right, a couple of stories out there. So we're trying to get updated it sounds like the, this cartoon. I, I've never watched this cartoon. I'm I'm familiar with it, uh, South Park, and I know they can get quite edgy. So I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not very I'm not, edgy. I'm not endorsing this. I'm not telling anybody to watch it. But we keep getting updates because people are saying when it comes to this Chinese situation and the NBA that they seem to be the most willing to just call it what it is. And now LeBron James is being lampooned uh, by them. You know, they're not afraid to do that either. 
you know, to all of a sudden you look and you're in the cartoon. And, uh, and so they're, they're taking some, some shots at LeBron because I think we can all say this when it, when it, when it comes to this Chinese NBA thing, if you're someone playing in the NBA, it's one of those situations where I think you just have to go. I don't think I'm going to comment on this because I've, I've got the people of Hong Kong who are under an oppressive government and they're wanting their own freedom. And, and then I'm also talking about a country, of course, now LeBron may not care about, you know, uh, people's faith, especially if it's Christian faith. I don't know his faith situation, but you know, I'm talking about people that, you know, people aren't allowed to worship. And if they, in it with, with maximum freedom, they can do it for a little while, but if they ever get a little too excited or there's too mm-hmm. much going on, you can be ready to go to church coming up this Sunday. And suddenly the, the Chinese government shows up, tears your church down, takes your cross, breaks it in half and, Tells everybody to, to, you know, there'll be no more of this. Yep, yep. And, um, and, you know, you can't have any, you can't you have no right to speak up for yourself. And we remember all the, you know, the picture of the man standing in front of the, the tank and all this. So you probably, if you're playing basketball and the NBA has 800 million viewers in China, and when you're asked about it as a player, I'd probably just say, look, I'm here to play. I don't know who watches it, who doesn't. Uh, I'm here to try to win for, and this time Los Angeles win a championship, and I want to do my job. Because what's happening now is LeBron, throughout his career, has been quite political, mm-hmm. uh, but then makes a political statement that he comes off looking foolish and un- uneducated while saying the other person was uneducated. <laughs> and now he's trying to do the, oh, oh I'm not political anyway. Well, you, you can't, you no. can't, you really can't do all this. I mean, you, you, you're either political or you're not. It'd be fine to say I'm political on things I know about or I have a view about because, you know, I would disagree with his political views because I know he was a big Hillary guy. But um, but you, you can't claim that I don't make I, – I, you know, well, man, I said that, but, I'm, hey, I'm just playing basketball. And, you know, yeah. and other people have pointed out, uh, you know, that he was offended by the, the phrase just shut up and dribble. Mm-hmm. But yet China is basically telling the NBA to shut up and dribble. Uh, and and so uh, he's he's in a bind here. He's, he and he what he needs to do is just just stand up and say, look, I, I made some comments that were off the cuff and emotional. Looking back now, I realize my comments were not consistent with with who I have claimed to be, uh, and I can't be standing up screaming equality, equality, equality. And then I go over and, and act like I have no issue with the Chinese government not giving anyone equality. So, uh, you know, you, you, just, you just have to say, hey, I messed up. I, I got upset. I didn't like what somebody was saying and accusing us of. And I love the NBA, and it's, it's how I make my living. And I just, I just spoke out incorrectly. And really, this is an issue that other people have to work out that, that I'm not really involved in. To this story, not about, keep, not keep trying to act like the original statements and your original comments somehow are okay. You keep it's like you're just afraid to say, "Hey, I was wrong." Yeah, you know, which is nothing but but pride. Apparently, South Park has been poking fun at China and some of the things oh, yeah. going on with the NBA for a few weeks now. Yeah, and this in this week's episode, uh, while they're ha- the lunches at South Park Elementary School are switched with healthier options after some students complain. Cartman becomes irate over the change and goes off on another student who is in favor of the healthier lunches and says they have the freedom of speech and can protest if they want to. 
Then he yells, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen when you're not thinking about others and only thinking about yourself, which is the exact quote LeBron James said about the Houston Rockets general manager. Mm-hmm. So they are poking a little fun at him. Sure they are. Yeah. So, but look. Look, this brings up a, a, a really a, a bigger question. LeBron's in a, in a yeah but right now, and he just got to come clean. I, just say, I just messed that whole thing up. Mm-hmm. I, we we mentioned it the other day, and it's really not been the focus of this. It's been more about the exacts of what's going on. But if you if you are going to want to market to China, and they're going to dictate terms like that, should you even market to China? Right. I think that's a question, and it even brings up a broader question: Should we do be doing business with China? It does. We're supporting them, right? And that goes to the farmers and. People of all of us who buy cars and car parts and electronics from there. I mean, it's a it's a big question. I think that you know we uh, we really don't really haven't thought about the can of worms we're opening with this whole debate. Yeah, yeah. Because because what you had to begin with was a guy, you know, for the Rockets, really standing up for the the cry for independence from the people of Hong Kong. Right. And uh, and so you would think that. And again, another very complicated situation. A very. So anyway, so more sports stories. Uh, the Cleveland Browns' Miles Garrett said a fan punched him in the face after taking a picture. Now, what kind of crazy guy would punch Miles Garrett in the face? He mm-hmm. said uh, he must be off his rocker. He yeah, said, he said he was he uh, he was uh, driving when a fan flagged flagged him down to take a picture. And then he gave him like he said, not a very. <laughs> he hard called punch, it a pillow tap in the face. A pillow tap in the face. <laughs> Why? He put out on 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 Twitter, "Hey fan, I mean a fan, hopped out of his car to take his picture with me, then punched me in the face. Hmm. Put your legs into it next time. You might have actually made me flinch." I think he ceases to be a fan when he punches you in the face. I think I agreed. So. Yeah. Well, now, there are those people fair. that love they love you so much they want to hurt you. <laughs> Well, he's yeah, right. to death. Fandom at its finest. He's yeah. lucky Miles Garrett didn't stuff him under that car. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. And might have been in his right to do so, quite frankly, after yeah, that. It, Took uh, a poke at him. Yeah, he did. He said he was on his cell phone when a man later identified as, uh, I guess, uh, Perez, Richard Perez, 24, pulled up next to the vehicle and asked for a picture. Garrett said the man got out of his car and approached his down driver's side window, so you can take a you can see it in your mind, mm-hmm. to take a photo of him. After the man took the photo, he struck Garrett with a closed fist. Golly. The man got back in his car and fled the scene. What did... He said he was not injured, but I am surprised. They yep. did, They did, of course, get his license plate, and uh, that, that'll be it. Does he, not think, does he not think the number one overall pick in the 2017 draft is getting the job done? <laughs> Evidently not, huh? Is he? He's tied for the NFL lead mm-hmm. with nine sacks right, right. now. Well, you so. can't. Well, you don't punch a guy that's got nine sacks. No. I mean, are you, are punch you Baker Mayfield. Hey, you you may be number away. ten. You mean yeah? Go 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 punch <laughs> little Bakey Mayfield. Yeah, he's got a bunch of interceptions. <laughs> uh, Unbelievable. You don't you don't punch so guys getting it done. The whole thing? That was the car driving off. Yeah. Yeah. So, Golly. but he said next time get your legs into it, I might even flinch. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, did the punch come with a like a statement? No, not according to like, the report. Take that. Take or, that, hey, pal. Look hands, at this. Hands to the face. Yeah. Go Bengals. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> so, uh, fifteen minutes to the top. Final phone calls of the hour. There's lines available. You can certainly get in, and uh, we'll take a chat with you when we come back. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 
I hold them high at eight, and I got to start Arlie Ermy here. Hey, you had best be listening to Ricky Bubba. Don't make me have to come over to your house, knock your door down, drop you down for push-ups. Just get that knob adjusted right now, sweetheart. It is ten minutes to the top of the hour. Lines are available. Hash Brown Hero is taking your phone calls. And then while you're lining up to chat, we say hello to the golden ticket seat. I got a ticket. There they are, David and Lucy Hotnet. Where you at? Right there, front row. On the front row. A little late getting here today, but have enjoyed the rest of the show. Glad they're here. Brad Essery. There's Brad right there, front row. Jake Thomas here. Uh, Cassidy Thomas is here. Travis and Gunner and Tracy Hughes. Uh, Gunner got to spend the will of meat today, along with birthday boy Drew Todd, celebrating his birthday today, 40 years old. Nancy Todd here as well. They take home with them a Rick and Bubba double CD from the last 25 years. Also a pound of delicious BuzzBox coffee. Uh, A little update here. Don't forget, coming up Sunday night, I'll be over in Woodstock, Georgia, Woodstock First Baptist Church. Uh, Be there for Man Church, speaking to to the men there. If you'd like to join us, go to events at rickandbubba.com or burgessministries.com. All the details are there, and looking forward to seeing all of you Sunday night there in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia. An anonymous caller out of Alabama. Uh, You're on the Rick and Bubba Show. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, Monkey Grass from Green Acres. Thanks for the call. Very much. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, we need an update on uh, Mr. Buddy. You know, like Greg's dog, Mr. Buddy? I haven't heard. He had oh. surgery this morning. Uh, he had surgery this morning? What yeah. happened, Greg? Uh, he got chewed up again. Oh, you haven't heard, Rick? Really? No, no, I didn't hear Well, you told me. Oh. He's a little lighter today, too. Yeah, I told him while they entered, go ahead and let's see if we can calm him down and get rid of those. Oh, wow. Should have done that years ago. Mm-hmm. Go back on the podcast and listen on the kickoff hour. He broke it down, Rick, in detail, Bubba. Hey, what did he get eat up by? I guess he some, some more dogs attacked him. Mm. He does that every now and then. But you, and then there's those bites, the, the initial bite on him. I said, that's bad, but that's okay. I'll let that go. Then I found another one where they got him. Mm. Boy, it was rough. Pretty good. Ooh. So they're sewing him up, and I said, look, while he's asleep, go ahead and let's see if we can calm him down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. That's happening. I get. I guess right now. Mm. Poor Mister Buddy. Yeah, those days of going out there and fighting <laughs> to try to win the girl are over. Well, he don't win much. It doesn't look like yeah. from the wounds. <laughs> but, you know, it takes a lot for a Burgess to take a dog to the vet. Yeah, it really and, does. This and, is only uh, the second time he's been. He's been sewed up both times. Yeah. What's what's gonna set li- you back? Uh yeah. What's his last name? Mister Buddy James. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's his full name. <laughs> and the vet thought it was bad too. Let's yeah, not forget yeah, that. Vet looked at it. Hey, now we got to close that up. Mm. Mm-hmm. But and, but and yeah, you, you and you crying. question. You here's the here's the thing you got to. I almost didn't take. He it. really questioned not taking. Oh, it. I understand that completely. Mm-hmm. And the vet mm-hmm. was like, "My gracious, yeah. is that when Lisa caught you crying in the garage? About yeah, I was it? squalling. Yeah. Uh, so I was trying to. He wouldn't let me get a good look. So he ran up in the woods and hid from me and wouldn't come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I had to go in the house out like I, I didn't want to see him again. He finally came back in the garage to eat, and I got him. <laughs> and I looked. I said, "I might need to do something about that." And I was right. It was mm-hmm. a rough one. He'll be a lot calmer when he comes back. But he was he, he was he was walking around like with no big deal. Well, he's a dog. That's why. He'll yeah. be cold. They're tough. We yeah. continue. Uh, Henry out of Alabaster, Alabama, listening to us on ZZK. Hey, Henry. Henry. Hey, Green Acres, guys. Hey, thanks for the call. Let's go through <laughs> What's on your mind? Uh, guys, I just want to let y'all know about three, um, three, almost four years ago today, I was listening to y'all's show riding down the road, and Broke down crying, pulled, on the, pulled off on the side of the road, and, 
ended up giving my life to the Lord and has a lot to do with listening to y'all show and listening to how y'all raise y'all's kids and all. And I look back at my life that I was living and realized I was living a life of sin that I, you know, we all fall short of the glory of God and I will continue to live in sin, but I can, you know, through the blood of Christ, I'm now saved. And um, I just want to tell y'all I appreciate that. And I have a little girl being born any day now. And, mm. you know, I'm just a spiritual leader in my household and has a lot to do with y'all. And I just want to tell you thanks. That's well, awesome. Amen, How about that man. story right there? We'll yeah. take that all day long. Hey, thank you, man. Just keep on growing. Keep on growing. Uh, you'll see more and more victory over sin, not because of some code of conduct or your great self-control or legalism, but just because you become sanctified, the more you get to know Jesus. He, he, re, he really can give you victory over these things that you think are just got you trapped. Uh, let's That's go. Awesome call. It is. Thank you for that, buddy. Hank Gulf Breeze. Hank, go ahead. Hi, guys. Hey. Um, I, I have a uh, – I wondered if y'all had talked about this, and if you have, I, I apologize, but I saw a story the other day on the Internet about a fat bear contest that yeah. they were having up in a national park in Alaska. Yeah, we had that story. We never did it on the big show. I don't know if they did it on the kickoff hour, but I saw it. We just didn't talk about it. Yeah. Did you see the picture of the winner? I did. She Boy. was a big one. Yes, she was. Mm. She was getting ready for the winter. She was. Yeah, did you uh, – What was her I'm name, ready? Greg? Peggy. Peggy. Greg. Peg. Did you Look vote? Did you vote, Hank? Uh, no, I didn't. I saw the I saw the story after it was already over. <laughs> with that. The, win, the winner the winner's name was Holly, by the way. Oh, that's close. Nice. <laughs> 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 about to ease. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a big old bear. That's a uh-huh. big one. Getting ready for the winter. Well, picture around in the corner. She's got cubs. <laughs> hey, look Ooh, out! No, no, <laughs> you don't want anything to do with that. We continue eight six six. We be big. Mad. Uh, let's go to Glenn. Glenn out of Birmingham. Listen to us on ZZK. Glenn, go ahead. Hey, Green Acres. Hey, appreciate the call. A lot of, a lot of Green Acres today. Yeah, what's on your mind? Man, I, you know how everybody gets offended about just about everything. Yeah. Yep. And yep. now they have created this new term where if you make any remark that's offended towards somebody that's heavy, you're a fattest. Fattest? Well, I didn't realize. You got to be making this up. Hmm. Fattest. Didn't realize it, and the lady called me a fattest, and I said, "Well, no, you're the fattest." That's <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, funny. <laughs> oh. You've Let me got correct more. you. You've got more. Sick them. Uh. <laughs> Let me correct you there. That's right. You know, if you ever want to feel better about yourself, just move next to somebody who's fatter. Oh, <laughs> it it's easier than all these diets and exercise, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, let's go to Holly in Fort Payne. Holly, welcome to the oh, program. Oh, no, Holly. <laughs> I know. I heard the segue about the big bear. <laughs> um, Sorry, Holly. I heard this morning y'all talking about the um, the squirrels and the rabbits and the roadkill. Oh, yeah. It just made me think of a story about I was 19 years old, so this was not a smart moment for me. I was a photography major at Jacksonville, and I'm driving to class, and there was a bull that somehow had gotten out, and it was in a neighborhood standing in the middle of the road, right on the middle line. I was like, this is a fabulous photo. So I got out of my car and walked towards it to take some pictures for my class, not thinking this is dangerous. And then when I turned around to walk back to the car, I hear something charging me and snorting. (laughs) And I turn around, and this bull, huge horns, is charging me. So I almost became roadkill. And the only thing I knew to do, I jumped in the shrubbery of the house next to me and held onto their mailbox and started screaming. And when I started that high-pitched screaming, the bull just slid. And maybe less than a foot from my face, he snorted and turned away. 
You, oh, my goodness. Good. What a God. story. What a story. How about the picture? That's right. not smart, but the picture was awesome. I bet you guys did. Boy, and I hope those new drawers were comfortable. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, you, but you, get, you got your shopping list now, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Drawers. <laughs> new drawers. Uh, new ones. <laughs> Can you imagine, that? and all you got is a mailbox and some shrubs? That ain't a big deal for him. That ain't a big deal for him. Thanks for being with us. A lot of you wrapping up your time today with us, and we thank you. Uh, if you got more Rick and Bubba or other parts of the show you're going to listen to today, uh, we thank you for that, too. Find out all the information and all the different ways to get all the content provided by the Rick and Bubba Show, including the new podcast, Rick and Bubba University, at rickandbubba.com. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. That's the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Day without him, brother. Rick